Thank you for downloading the Flixsters podcast. On this week's episode, a rubber is a. It's, this is a crazy film. It's, it's a tire. It's a tire. A car tire that uh, has its own powers. It can. <laughs> <laughs> this car tire goes around. This is big news because people are really, really happy about it because obviously he's a well-respected director. He's, you know, created comic book worlds. And this is an interesting one: how to build a girl. But there's nothing on there that's X-rated. That's what X-rated. I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, what do you want in there, bloody what? Debbie does Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie does Disney. But yeah, <laughs> Cowabunga, dudes! Hello and welcome to another episode of your favourite film show. And I'm, I'm not saying that lightly. You know what? We, we are, we're the best film show on the internet, aren't we, Deval? This, this, who's, there's nothing that can compare to us, right? N- nothing. Nothing compares <laughs> to us. Exactly. Um, you know who wrote that song? The, uh, Prince, Prince wrote that yeah, song. I heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, 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 he wrote, wrote it for a, Sinead O'Connor, but he, he wrote a lot of songs for different people that you just wouldn't... Mm. Think, even like Shaka Khan's song. Uh, yeah, uh, you know what? I love Prince. I love it, man. I went to co- I saw him in I saw him in concert. Did you? Wow! At the O2. This was probably back in like two thousand and like six or two thousand seven. Yeah. I remember him doing like a tour thirty one something. Uh, it was, the tour was actually called thirty one twenty five, thirty one twenty six or something like that. And that's how much the tickets were. Wow! Would you look at you? Seriously, <laughs> the, the, the ticket. The pr- seriously, the price of the ticket. Yeah, the price of the ticket was the the same as what the number of what the show was called. Like thirty one. It's like a verse in the Bible. I think it was, um, or, or, or something to do with that. But uh, yeah, man, he played all his hits, man. Like you know, like nineteen ninety nine. Nothing compares to. I think he did a version of Nothing Compares to You. I think. If I can remember correctly. But anyway, look, look. I digress, folks. Um, yeah. So what have you been up to then? <laughs> Oh man, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I went to uh, the kitchen, Is it? to the kitchen a few times yesterday. <laughs> uh, sat in the living room uh, on Thursday for like about two hours. Changed the scenery oh, and all that, you know, and, uh, <laughs> oh, it's man. it's mad, isn't it? It's just like yeah. a, so much. You're doing so much. Listen, we're hitting you with episode number eighty-nine, and. Yeah, man. Listen, it's a week, a week four of the quarantine in England. Deval, is that right? Week, week four, four or week? Yes, and we've just been extended for another three weeks. So another three more weeks. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? Like, so they're basically going to uh, keep everything locked down for another three more weeks, and then they're going to double check and see what happens after that. Yeah, they're going to see what the science says, as as they keep saying every week. We're going to check sure, the science, yeah. and then we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> And and it's it's so funny because it's it's they do it in three week blocks, so it's it's yeah. almost like as if like society can't survive, like you know beyond three weeks. Yeah, I think they're trying to control the whole his like well they're trying to control uh, society and and stop like hysteria and stop people, you know, and, and sure. also like the economy. They're trying to do things in bite sizes so that people don't. You know, their minds, you know, don't implode. Exactly. Because people are probably thinking, ah, it's only three weeks. Yeah. And then like, yeah. you know, that's not, that's manageable. Yeah, that's manageable exactly, for me. Exactly. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing over here, really. They haven't really kind of like, you know, eased air, 
you know all the shops and stuff are all like closed so it's, it's basically kind of like you know the same thing so um it's just a waiting game now just hopefully things are going to start easing over the next couple of weeks and you know life can get back to normal but uh hey listen look folks forget all coronavirus for a moment for the next hour and a half deval and i are going to be speaking movies we've got some film reviews that we want to speak to you about we've got some hidden gems hopefully we've got time for hidden gems this week and um yeah we've got anniversary corner but um you know amongst all of that stuff we're going to be throwing you some some film news so um what we normally do is uh, we start the show off with some shout outs and Deval, as far as I can see, we have got some shout outs this week, right? Yeah, we've got a couple of shout outs this week. Uh, first one goes out to our regular listener, Emmanuel P underscore L-D-N. I'm guessing that means London, obviously. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, he just uh, basically Instagram. Instagram, I think, is one of our most uh, followed and, and uh, interacted uh, social media uh, platform yeah, so you know a lot yeah. of people do interact on that so uh good shout out for that one but yeah he just uh uh shouted us out on a post actually uh which i think actually he had uh he on his travels to morocco and places like that i think it's morocco nice he i saw him and he's got a snake yeah. around his shoulder a bit like jake the snake oh, roberts so uh <laughs> yeah jake and jake the snake roberts showed up in our, our film from two weeks ago from uh, a couple of weeks ago yeah, right yeah right. yeah it was the, uh, the one with a funny name uh the uh, the funny one with uh, Shia LaBeouf and the the lady from uh, from Peanut Peanut Falcon. That's the one, Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, so there you go, man. You'll keep listening. Let us know what you think. Uh, keep commenting on our social media, and uh, yeah, nice one. Uh, second shout out. Do you oh, Deval? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Let me just quickly say, Deval. Do you remember the? Uh, it was I think it was Jake the Snake Roberts versus uh, Andre the Giant. I think it was Andre the oh, Giant, yeah. where he's got his snake in the sack, and Andre the Giant he he jumps on the snake. But really, obviously, oh we know he doesn't jump gosh. on it. Dude, this is, I, I swear, I hope, I hope they have it on YouTube. It's just the funniest thing that you'll ever see. And Jake the Snake is like, no, no, oh, my snake, man. my snake. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Oof. Jake the Snake Roberts versus Andre the Giant. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, go on, go ahead. Yeah, second shout out goes to Dark Skin Women. And uh, mm. don't I love them. But yeah, Dark Skin Women yeah. is a... Uh, is a it's an Instagram page, uh, a whole movement, uh, and uh, they celebrate uh, dark skinned women, as we know in the media, uh, as in a lot of cases, advertising and stuff like that. Not just uh, within yeah. the African American uh, community, but all other communities as well. Uh, usually, yeah, man, the uh, dark toned people don't get as much love, you know. So this this website, uh, this uh, page celebrates all the uh, dark darker skin complexion people to say yep you are beautiful too yeah and they actually uh put a post out of, of us actually of uh yes of uh, the flicksters and uh trying to trying to help us and trying to boost our profile uh so yeah so thanks a lot to dark skin women for the uh for the ad in on your page yeah and Exactly. Thank you to dark skin women, to us dark skin guys. Yeah, like, you know. Exactly. <laughs> we need some love. We need too. it. People of colour, man. Exactly. We need, seriously, that one million plus followers, just let us know how you did it. Yeah. Like maybe we need to get like, you know, some pictures of Deval's bum cheeks <laughs> out on our Instagram page and like, you know, Whatever go on Deval, do it, man. any means necessary. <laughs> any, any of you uh, dark skin women out there that, you know, want to want to say hi, <laughs> <laughs> Come say hi. <laughs> Come say hi. I will say not hi. in a creepy I, way, by the way. This, this page is really, really good. 
I lose yeah. like hours on this page. It is. I know. I've been on it. It's, it's wicked. It's wicked. It's brilliant. <laughs> so good. I'm like, shit. Oh, right. Mm. Look at that. I didn't know that product existed. Like, you exactly. Know, yeah. Such talented individuals um, all looking great. So I know. Great work. Yeah. yeah those are the shout outs we love of the that. week. Fantastical. Right. Okay. So Devado, um, have you ever been to San Diego Comic Con? I haven't been. Uh, I'm going this year though. I'm going this year. This year, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> you I know what? To it last year, I saved up my money. <laughs> I said to myself, yep, 2020, that's a year of vision. I'm going to San Diego Comic exactly. Con in San Francisco. I'm going. <laughs> wow. I'm going. But you listen, wouldn't it be great? Imagine like a bunch of us, if we went to San Diego, we would have like a few day. Like imagine yeah. all the shit, yeah. the kind of the promos, yeah. the new stuff that we'd kind of, you know, get an eye on and stuff like that. But unfortunately, what? this year, what? um, what what's happening? What? <laughs> what's going on i mean it, for this thing second. called covid19 oh san diego comic-con 2020 is cancelled it's cancelled mate oh man so, uh, so so forget about it so forget all those dreams forget that thing about getting comic book signed meeting all these you know nerds and geeks and talking about you know com- marvel characters and dc characters etc etc none of that's going to happen well maybe what hang on a second could they do something online could they do like an online thing no they just they just said it's going to be cancelled and it's going to return in 2021 right. no they, they, they make too much money from the whole sort of physical aspect of it all the signatures all the yeah. pictures all the all the celebrities that yeah. turn up and uh you know i guess they even even the money that it costs to you know have certain hall a hall h or whatever it might be there's, yeah. there's lots of money to be had you know from a, from the physical aspect and if that's not going to happen then yeah next year it's going to be next year it's oh man yeah be. so 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 for all yeah so for all you comic you know comic con fans and stuff who are waiting who probably bought your ticket maybe like months and months and months ago mm. yeah shit it's not gonna happen so um save up again and hopefully you know you'll be there next year and hopefully deval and i will be there next year if you want to pay for us to go there we will gladly report and do sort of like a vlog on it or something like that so uh, we don't mind reporters on the ground for sure um Mm -hmm. all right now we've spoken a lot on this podcast about Disney Plus and it, it kind of feels like as if every single week we're, we're speaking about Disney Plus or we're speaking about Marvel and this week is no different because um, Disney Plus, like, you know, we've already mentioned that they've they've got like 50 million subscribers around the world and those 50 million subscribers, they, they want content, they need stuff. It's like as if, right, we've seen everything, give us more. What else are you going to give us, Disney? And Devaldo, they're going to be giving the folks something, right, pretty soon. What is it going to be? Yeah, so Disney Plus uh, have uh, have confirmed uh, 12th of June, uh, as because of the outbreak, uh, Artemis Fowl will no longer be shown in cinemas, but it will be on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So uh, perfect timing. And I think, do you know what? Yeah, I think Artemis Fowl from the, I don't know, the, the, the sort of the, the murmurs out there in the media world have said that the film is not going to be as good as people think. Right, so I think okay. they're just kind of they're cutting their losses and they're just using this to boost their platform. So yeah, maybe yeah, the box yeah. office would have been shit anyway. So this might be doing them a favor. Yeah. Good call. Good call. And also I'm really looking forward to this Mandalorian documentary that's going to be showing up or it might actually already be on there. Maybe in America it's already there, but in the UK it hasn't turned up yet. But there's a documentary on the Mandalorian and this kind of like, you know, a little bit of a, some some nuggets of information in there possibly about season two on there as well so 
that should be hitting Disney Plus really soon. Maybe it's already out there. I don't know. Um, Devout. Now, we haven't really spoken about Dune. So Dune is a Denis Villeneuve. Uh, I, I always get that wrong. Devout. Please, he's, he's said it Denis. absolutely right. Yeah, you've done great. Oh, I said it right. Yeah, round of applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so Dune, this sci-fi magnum opus, this, you know, supposed to be this sci-fi classic movie. It's a remake of a um, a movie that was made in the 80s, I think it was, starring yeah. Kyle MacLachlan. And uh, what's happening with this movie? Is it, are we going to be seeing the light? Is it, is it going to be seeing the light of day? Yes, well, the movie is finished uh, from what I've uh from what I understand, uh, principal photography, I think even m- mainly even the, uh, or like secondary photography as well, I think has been done. So the film, I think is just going through the post-production, uh, phase at the moment, and it's expected to be released as, as normal on the 18th of December, which I think hopefully should happen, uh, in the cinemas, but yeah, they released some, uh, some stills, uh, uh, this, uh, this past week and the stills do look very duny. Uh, when I say duny, they look quite <laughs> post-apocalyptic. They look stylish. They look, looks like a bit like Mad Max meets uh, Blade Runner 2049 right. or 2046, nice. it was. But yeah, it looks really artistic and looks quite, you know, it just looks quite, quite slick, actually. And we get to see a few of the actors that are going to be in the film in the stills. You've got Re- Rebecca Ferguson, you've got uh, Timothy Chamelet, you've got Zendaya, Jason Momoa, you've got uh, Batista. Uh, Josh Brolin is involved. Uh, you got Oscar Isaac, Javier Bardem. You got a whole host of a- uh, actors that are going to be involved in this film that will hopefully make it a really, really good December movie. Uh, so yeah, this is the film about the, 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 was it Spice? It's quite a commodity in the June world. And, you know, these families and these people are waging war over Spice and having control over it. So yeah, this is this should be a decent film. Denis Villeneuve has done all decent films. I don't, I don't think I've not seen yeah. a shit film from him. You know, from I know, from, uh, I know. Cario, from Blade Runner, Prisoners. Uh, the list goes on. I mean, he's a really, really good filmmaker. Arrival. So Arrival, Gordon Bennett, what a great film. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Looking forward to this one. Looking forward to that one. So what? That's going to be a December release, is it? Yeah, December eighteenth, just a week before Christmas. So yeah, looking good. Well, okay, looking good for that one, folks. And um, yeah, so we'll obviously any more news on that one, we'll definitely let you know. Okay, Daredevil. We spoke a bit about Daredevil last week uh, on last week's episode, and we said Deborah Ann Wall, who played Karen Page, this character in the Daredevil show on Netflix, and you know she kind of turned around and said, look, you know, I'm not getting any roles, but okay, let's park that one for a second and let's kind of stick to Daredevil for just for a second over there. Daredevil, this badass character. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't a day. I wasn't kind of like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, Daredevil was this like great Marvel character that I have to read up on. But when I watched Daredevil on Marvel, on uh, Netflix, man, did I fall in love with this character? Cause this character was badass. This portrayal, so watching season one and watching season two, watching all the seasons and stuff, I thought this was brilliant. It was really dark, edgy, moody, and um, it was exactly what I needed. And then all of a sudden, um, it got cancelled. All right. So, you know, sad news for, you know, Punisher, for Daredevil, for, you know, the Defenders, all those guys. It was kind of like, uh, you know, shitty news. 
But Deval, there's possibly some silver lining. Like, you know, is are we seeing some light at the, at the end of the tunnel for this character, Daredevil, maybe? Yeah, I mean, from what I understand, I mean, you, you know, back in the 90s, when uh, Marvel Comics uh, was going into sort of bankruptcy, they, at that stage, they sold their rights to different studios. And that's why we have Disney owning like the Avengers and things like that. And that's why we had Fox owning the X-Men and Fantastic Four. That's why we had uh, uh, Sony uh, owning Spider-Man and things like that. And uh, during, you know, the the sort of takeover of different uh, properties, obviously uh, uh, Disney, uh owned not disney uh sorry who was it it was uh yeah it was disney wasn't it uh they owned uh uh the the daredevil uh so basically daredevil came out on uh, netflix and uh that was where netflix was going to show obviously daredevil jessica uh jessica jones and all the rest of it and uh the rights had to stay there for a while but now from november they're coming back to disney uh, because they've they done a deal with uh, Netflix to have, for Netflix to have those rights, but they're reverting back to Disney November 2020, which is only a few months away, which means from that date, uh, you know, yeah, Disney can now uh, get back to making Daredevil again and, you know, may, maybe have it on the Disney Plus platform, uh, which would be a bit different because Disney Plus platform, actually, I've got I've got it now. I've got this. Oh, did you get it? Yeah. What's it like? Is it good? Okay, I'm using my brother's passwords, so nice. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's decent. It's got it's got all the Marvel stuff and you know all that kind of stuff. And but there's nothing on there that's X-rated. Sorry, X-rated. I uh... mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you want in there, bloody what? <laughs> Debbie does Dallas. <laughs> Debbie does Disney. But yeah. Imagine <laughs> 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 the mouse would be like. Hey, Debbie. Debbie, I've never had this before. What, what are you saying? What are you saying? What, what are you sucking, Debbie? What are you sucking? Uh, uh, what's up, Doc? <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh shit! But, so yeah, there's nothing on there that's R-rated uh, on, on on Disney Plus. So yeah, I don't know how it's going to work. This is the thing. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. So uh, okay, so let's say for example, right? So here, here's me just thinking out loud. So November, it goes back to Disney, yeah. and then maybe say 2022, 2023, they release a new Daredevil. Yeah. It's not going to be in the same vein as as the as the Netflix it stuff, might, right? Because they, they can't be. have people mm, killing. It might not be, or they might introduce them within you know the uh, like Moon Knight, or they might introduce them in low key. They might introduce like them in. Uh, 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 Falcon and Winter Soldier they might introduce them within the other properties that are coming out so then yeah there could be a, a watered down version of these characters or they may introduce them in the movies who knows right you know because yeah like that'd, be great. Ago, that'd be great Spider-Man might need, need a lawyer because he's going through all these legal yeah. troubles so maybe Daredevil might be the lawyer he calls on yeah, and let's not forget, folks. Disney owns Hulu, mm. and Hulu have that they've kind of they did Hulu were behind um, or FX F FX were behind yeah. uh, um, Legion. Oh yes, 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 yes. So that's where they they might have their R-rated properties. Then yeah, possibly, mm. possibly. And I wonder is is Legion, but Legion isn't on. 
You no, you can't get that on Disney Plus though, can you? No, Virgin? no, 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 and that's stopped now anyway. No. That's that's finished now. That's finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay, yeah. So interesting times, folks. And you know what, Daredevil is a great character, and uh, and I think because of that Charlie Cox portrayal of Daredevil, he became super, super kind of like interesting again. So uh, hopefully we can see him in the future. Okay, now let's speak about I am Groot. Devado, what's happening with uh, Groot and Rocket? Yeah, Groot and Rocket. I mean, from what I understand, I mean, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3 uh, is uh, in the making still. It's going to be uh, a little bit delayed because uh, James Gunn is doing uh, uh, the Suicide Squad. But yeah, Guardians uh, Part... Sorry, Guardians... Yeah, so there we go. Guardians Part 3. Uh, yeah, so from what I understand, Rocket and Groot are going to be a big part of the next story. And not just them as characters, but their origins, where they came from, what makes them who they are, and all that kind of stuff. We saw in part one of Guardians, we saw a little bit of Rocket when he was getting dressed into the prison uniform. He's got these, like, you know, animatronic kind of enhancements, you know, because basically Rocket is a raccoon. Even though he doesn't think he is, he is. But in in the comics, he's uh, from... His, his origins stems from uh, the high evolutionary who is this person that goes around, uh, you know, modifying animals to make them uh, anthropomorphic. Is that the word? Like humanoid? And, what uh, you tell me? <laughs> so that's what, that's what the high evolutionary uh, does to animals. And, you know, Rocket is one of those, yeah, yeah one, Rocket is a product, is a, is a, is a product of that. And there was a little little uh, Easter egg in uh, Guardians 2 when they landed on, when they had a little scuffle in space and, and the and Kurt Russell's character saved them. They landed on that planet. The planet was called Burhurt. Oh, Burhurt yes. is an anagram for Herbert, who what is which is the name of one of the high evolutionaries. Oh, so they kind of look put at the seed, you. They kind of put the seed in there. So I think in the in the in part three of Guardians, there could be some more explanation of the high evolutionaries, and we'll also see, uh, from what I understand, Alpha groups, which Vin Diesel mentioned in his interview of Bloodshot, that Alpha Groot is going to be a factor in Guardians three. What Alpha Groot is, uh-uh. I'm not sure. It could be like the, it could be like the most best form of Groot. Groot kind of reminds me of Freezer from, from uh, Dragon Ball Xena because you know Freezer <laughs> had many forms, and we keep seeing yeah. different forms of Groot. So, yeah, he's good. Because how, how did we last see in, in the last one in Guardians two? No, where did we see him last in um in Infinity War? And he was a teenager. Infinity War. How? What was he? He was tiny. No, he was a teenager. Remember? He. Uh, oh, sorry. He was. T- he was yeah, a teenager. Yeah, yeah, that was it. So, so, we'll, so the next one could be like the sort of strongest version of Groot because I think the first Groot uh-uh. we saw was a bit old, then teenager. Then we might see like the man, yeah. the proper like you know fully fit man version the of Groot, pumped which, which out being Alpha Groot. Yes, like Sam, alpha, it's, alpha you know male, what? it's all plausible. Alpha, alpha's like the sort of strong, like top version, you know, the top, top version. I am Groot. I just, that's just, that's all he gets to say in the movie. But yeah. I mean, hopefully he can, I mean, does he, do you know in the comics, does he say more than I am Groot? No, that's it. <laughs> that's brilliant that is brilliant right okay so um any more guardians news we will definitely let you know now let's quickly shift over to another dimension folks because 
this is, well, listen, we hinted, uh, we, we touched upon this like maybe about three or four episodes ago. And we said on this show, so you can go back and listen to it. We said that there's a rumor going around that Sam Raimi could be the director uh, of Doctor Strange Part 2. And now it's being confirmed. Sam Raimi, director of Evil Dead, of Spider-Man 1, 2 and 3 and a host of other movies. He is going to be directing Doctor Strange and the Multitude of Madness. Multitude of Madness, is that right? Oh, the multiverse of madness. Yeah, <laughs> same thing. Ma- same thing. <laughs> Basically, multiverse of madness, and this is big news because people are really, really happy about it because obviously he's a well-respected director, and you know he's he's you know created comic book worlds, and you just you only have to look at you know Spider-Man number one and Spider-Man number two. Uh, I mean, forget Spider-Man three for a moment, but I mean, you know, the, you know these characters and the look and feel of a character. Spider-Man two is a great, great movie. And um, yeah, Devaldo. So it's been confirmed he's going to be directing it. What do you think this means for the movie? Like, what tone do you think it'll take? I think it will kind of it will kind of stick to the kind of same uh, formula that, that we've had so far. Lots of action, comedy, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, Sam Raimi. He's worked in horror before, uh, and I think what they want because remember before they they were talking about it being the first marvel horror film but i think uh yeah. scott derrickson wanted it to be a real real horror film whereas uh right. okay. sam raimi is gonna get on board with the whole you know pg-13 train and yeah he'll, he'll, he'll have it a bit scary in parts i mean he's done spider-man 2 which is arguably one of the best comic book films like some people put it in their top five you know with doc ock there's that scene in the operating theater where Doc Ock comes alive and his 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 tentacles like got they've got a mind of their own and they kind of they, yeah. they lash out and hit all the surgeons and that scene is yeah. really scary. There's no music. It is very. You scary. know what? Absolutely, yeah. it's so it's so. And not only that, right, Devaldo, the Green Goblin. I'm not even joking. Mm. The bit where the where where uh, Will, Willem Dafoe he kind of turns into the Green Goblin. I mean, mm. he, that's scary, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like you yeah. know, when you just put him in there. So Sam Raimi, I think he's good at creating this what i think what do they call it in the technical terms it's like this sense of danger yeah you know there's, there's this sense of danger yeah. like you know in his movies and obviously he comes from an evil dead background mm-hmm. where things are just so over the top and yeah. bloody and gory and whatnot yeah. but obviously you know he's got to work with the audience but yeah i think this is a great move for them right it's a yeah, pretty good yeah. you know he's, 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 he's gone back with uh kevin feige for years they know each other you know he's got he's got a, he's got a he's got a pedigree he's done a, a marvel trilogy before you know, so he's got yeah, the, yeah. the ingredients. So I think it can't go wrong. Uh, it can't go wrong too much. I think it should be okay. We should be safe. In safe hands. Okay, that's yeah. great to also, hear. Now, that, that um, what, what, what it might include in Doctor, Doctor Strange 2, we could have yeah, go for it. Uh, the inclusion of uh, like Sumo Garaf, from what I understand. And then the many angles. Okay, one. what the hell's that? Sumo Garaf is a deep character. I don't know if you remember in the uh, Marvel versus Capcom games, you had that octopus looking creature. It's like he's got an, oh, he's, he's an eye. He's got an eye and he's no body. He's just got tentacles. So Simograph is like a interdimensional being. Uh, comes from just like other, other dimension. Crazy powerful. Uh, he's part of the many angled ones who are like these other interdimensional, oh other interdimensional uh, beings that uh, are trying to like take over the universe and stuff. And, you know, that could be one of the villains that, we face in Doctor Strange uh, 2. Also, Nightmare is said to be a strong contender for the villain 
of Doctor Strange too, and he's a oh my big gosh. character who uh, he kind of he 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 owns Dominion of the Nightmare Realm, a bit like Freddy Krueger. You know, when you're, oh when you're, when you're dreaming and when you're sleeping, Freddy Krueger was most powerful in the Dreamland, similar to Nightmare but on a bigger scale, and uh, that's where all your dreams and nightmares and you know, dwell and he draws power from that. So I think he wants to come into the regular world and start spreading nightmares. <laughs> so, Imagine uh, that would yeah, be an amazing story. Uh, ways that they could go. But I think Sumigaraf or Nightmare could be a realistic, realistic uh, opportunity to bring into uh, Doctor Strange too. Well, listen, folks, you heard it here first. Go check them out. Go check out uh, those characters and let us know what you think. All right. Now let's speak about another Marvel character. Now, this person is called Moon Knight. And um, we've spoken about Moon Knight on the show. And we've said Marvel are going to be bringing Moon Knight uh, to the to Disney+. Plus. So what's happening with that devout? When are we most likely to see it? Has it even started production? Yeah, Moon Knight uh, will be starting production uh, really soon. Uh, well, November, <laughs> really soon, six months' time. And uh, yeah, that's uh, Moon Knight's character. I forgot his name again, but he's uh, like basically like uh, Marvel's version of Batman. Uh, he he hangs around on uh, sort of tall buildings that are decorated by gargoyles and, uh, you know, looks down on people and just uh, fights crime in a really moody yeah, <laughs> really moody way. <laughs> Tell me about but, it. Uh, people were saying Keanu Reeves should be Moonlight, but I don't think it's been confirmed yet who Moonlight's going to be. But uh, but yeah, November is going to start production. It's going to be interesting, uh, and uh, it's going to be done by the showrunner of the Umbrella Academy, which was on Netflix, and that'll yeah. be interesting because yeah, that was a, a good sort of new. Uh, like a television show about these uh, groups of kids that have got different powers. And uh, yeah, well, that, that was an interesting one. Ellen Page was in that one. And yeah, interesting. So yeah, I mean, Moonlight, not many people know a lot about Moonlight. Uh, and I think sometimes yeah. it's a good thing to bring out a series with lower expectations about the knowledge of the character. That way you can shape yes. the character to however you want. So it could be a, could be a good thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And what comes to mind is something like The Boys. I mean, yeah. I didn't know anything about The Boys. And, you know, I know that's obviously based on, uh, you know, it's got this kind of uh, graphic novel history as well. But man, that show was amazing. I loved it. I love the characters. I can't wait, you know, for what they're going to be doing next. And again, Moon Knight could be that as well. I don't know anything about this character. You know what? Take me on this journey, uh, Disney, yeah. uh, Marvel you know, take, take us on there and we'll, we'll follow you. Right. Okay. Now Deval, I've got to be totally honest over here. I have not been keeping an eye on things with, um, agents of shield. So okay. you know what? You're going to have to fill in so much. <laughs> all right. So basically all I know is that there's a, there, there's a TV show that's called agents of shield. It's connected to obviously the Marvel movies somehow, uh, agent Coulson, I know is in Mar uh, you know, agents, uh, uh, of shield, but Apparently, this is going to be the final season and this is going to be airing in on May the 27th. And I didn't know this, but apparently Agent Coulson died in like 
season five and in season six. But apparently, Agent Coulson is going to be back for the seventh and final season, oh which is going to be airing on May the twenty seventh. So how does how is that even working? Like, how is it possible? He's he died in five, he died in six, and he's going to be back in seven. Let's not forget this guy died in Avengers. This guy keeps on oh, sorry, dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally forgot about that. Yeah, he dies so many times and keeps coming back. Uh, he's, he's like an actual comic book character but yeah so gosh yeah Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been going for a few years it's been interesting I like it I've, I've kept up to date with it uh, they've, they've started out on Earth and they had to fight Hydra and then they went off into space and they went to another dimension and then we got uh, a different dimension of uh, uh, Agent uh, Coulson uh, so yeah there's different versions because but once the, the snap happened it made because they, they tried to link the Marvel movies to Agents, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So they kind of linked it in a soft way all, all throughout. So when a snap happened, it, it kind of affected the dimensions of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is why we've got a different version of Agent Coulson. So, yeah, I guess I'm guessing they're going to make that one die and bring another one back. I'm not sure <laughs> how it's going to work, but <laughs> similar to how we've got another version of uh, Gamora in Infinity yes. War and... Uh, yeah. Uh, Endgame, sorry. And yeah, so it, it could be like that. But yeah, I mean, this is going to be another one for for the Disney Plus platform. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I think they should end it. It's been, yeah, end it on their own terms, I think, before it gets too yeah. short. Exactly, exactly. So, um, I mean, I didn't know this, but from what I've been reading, in season six, there was like an element of time travel in there. Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. The, the time travel. Man, I'm missing out. To, uh, I think oh, I think it was the '90s on Earth or something like that. But yeah, it was it was a it was twisty. It was really twisty. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. So I want to hopefully check that out uh, yeah. at some point. Do. I'm not going to promise, but if there's time travel involved, I'm usually kind of interested. All right, now let's speak about something else that's been happening in Hollywood land. Well, in Marvel land, really. You know, there's this actor, director, writer called John Krasinski. He's been involved in some, you know, some you know, great things, things that I like, The Office, you know, Quiet Place, still waiting for A Quiet Place Part 2. And um, he was, well, he auditioned for for Captain America and it was, I think it was Chris Evans and it was John Krasinski and he was up there. You know what? Let's, let's not forget. I mean, this guy was pretty, pretty close, but Chris Evans, he won, he won out in the end. So apparently, according to our little birdies, John Krasinski has been talking to Kevin Feige, has been talking to kind of Marvel about doing a role or even possibly even directing something. Who knows? I don't know. But it's looking like as if John Krasinski could be, you know, working possibly Fantastic Four. I don't know. The rumours are that he could be playing, you know, Rich... Uh, you know, um, Reed Richards, you know, that could be something that he's been interested in, you know, this whole kind of American, he's got this kind of, you know, all American type of a look. <laughs> yeah. And um, I can see why he went up for Captain America. You know, you can actually see that. But I mean, yeah, so he's talking with Kevin Feige, he's talking with Marvel and we could be seeing him in something, Deval. I think that's a strong, strong possibility. I think so. And I think also his wife might get involved as well. They could be, uh, you know, Richard, uh, what's his name? Reed Richards and Sue Storm. And Sue yeah, Storm, it, yeah. It could happen. I, I think that's a really strong possibility. I think they've already signed it, but they're just keeping quiet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, 
And that's the way the world works around. Look, you know what? It's so funny because look, you know what? He went out for Captain Marvel, uh, sorry, um, Captain America and that didn't happen. Mm. But now, you know, with the whole circularity of life sometimes, it's, you know, he comes back again and look, he's working with Marvel. So hopefully we will definitely see something. And listen, let's not, let's not forget. I mean, his stock is rising. You know, he's, Mm. he's come off the back of um, A Quiet Place, which Mm -hmm. was like this huge hit. And, um, and from what I've heard, Deval, I mean, Quiet Place 2 is looking really good it's as well. So good. hopefully... And don't forget, even his wife looking good. was meant to be Black Widow. Oh, that was it? Yeah. Yes. I, I think she would have made a really good Black Widow, to be honest. I think she would really have been good. Yeah. Really good one. Really good. All right. Okay. Um... So yeah, now let's let's go over and check out what's happening with DC Devado. So I know there's some Wonder Woman stuff that you want to speak about, but just on the whole DC universe at the moment, Devout, isn't is don't you think it's being a bit quiet? Are we what are we getting from them? Uh we're getting diddly <laughs> diddly squat. <laughs> Should be called DS. Yeah, man. But uh but yeah, <laughs> at the moment I think quite a few people are releasing steals. I mean Dune released some uh, some steals just to keep our appetites wet. And uh looks like DC are doing the same thing. So they released some Wonder Woman uh, 84 skill stills. And uh, these uh, images show Maxwell Lord uh, being captured by Diana Prince, Wonder Woman herself. And uh, she's also battling with uh, Kristen Wiig's character, Cheetah. So it's kind of showing us more, uh, some more action, really getting us uh, ready for what's to come uh, in uh, hopefully August when the film is finally released. I bet they're. I bet they're really regretting not releasing the film at the original uh, release date. Yeah. It was released November 2019. That was the original release That's date. Mad. They pushed it back to 2020 summer because they thought let's replicate the success of the previous Wonder Woman, which came out in 2017 summer, and it looks like this summer is now cancelled. So. Uh, yeah, let's see what happens with this one. I mean, the images look interesting. Wonder Woman, obviously, yeah. always. She's my favorite. She's my favorite Justice Leaguer. She can kick ass. She's a good fighter. Yeah, big time. But uh, being up against these two enemies, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for her. And um, we do know that Chris Chris Pine, his character, is going to return in this, but we don't know how. Right? Some sort of time travel, or what? Or what yeah, what's going still, on? Is it like a vision or something? We still don't know. From what I understand, he's real. He's not a vision. He's not some sort of like android he's real but i'm not sure how that how it works we'll have to wait and see we'll have to wait and see because because this one obviously it's in the title it's set in 1984 yeah that's right yeah 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 all right okay so yeah we'll keep you posted on that one now let's speak about some other dc stuff going on now jj abraham's this producer, this director, this writer, you know, his company, Bad Robot, has been behind some massive, massive things. And we spoke about 10 Cloverfield, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane as well, not too long ago on the show. I mean, his company's been behind that. And, you know, the J.J. Abrahams uh, look and feel and stamp on, you know, you can see in a lot of his stuff, right? You know, just like we speak about the Steven Spielberg. And you know what? There's no he. Uh, he readily admits when he was growing up, when J.J. Abrahams was growing up, a big influence on him was Steven Spielberg. And mm. you only need to look at uh, Super Eight. Yeah, yeah. When you, yeah, yeah. When you look at Super Eight, and you kind of get this Goonies vibe to it as well. And so you know what? There's you know these directors they get influenced by obviously by the heroes. So J.J. Abrahams apparently has struck a deal with. Um, with Warner, mm-hmm. who own um, DC, and check this out. So his company, Bad Robot, is going to be producing television shows, movies, and more for Warner Brothers. So so Warner Brothers, they own HBO Max, all right? Yep. So 
Warner own the DC stuff and they own HBO Max, which is going to be this new streaming service from obviously HBO. Now, HBO Max announced on Thursday that Abrahams and his Bad Robot production company are going to be making, check this out, a original program called Duster. All right. Ooh. So um, this is written by J.J. Abrahams and a writer from The Walking Dead. And it's set. that one is going to be set in the 1970s about a getaway driver who grows his drugs business and where things go badly wrong. All right. So it's set in the 1970s. And the other one is a TV show called Overlook. Right, check this out. Overlook, Devaldo. This may sound familiar to you. The Shining. It may sound familiar to us. Yes. Oh. The Shining. So this is going to be a horror thriller and it's inspired by and featuring iconic characters from Stephen King's masterpiece, The Shining. So the show will explore the untold, terrifying stories of the most famous haunted house in American fiction. So basically what this kind of sounds like is like an anthology of stories based around the Overlook Hotel and directed by, produced by uh, J.J. Abrahams. Then, so that's going to be pretty good, but hopefully it's going to be pretty good. Then the other big news is this. So for DC Entertainment, J.J. Abrahams is going to be making Justice League Dark. So this means that we'll be seeing characters like John Constantine, The Swamp Thing, Dead Man, Zatanna, Etrigan. And I love Etrigan because Etrigan, uh, DC, they, they made this... Um, this animation called uh, DC Justice, La La Justice League Dark and Etrigan is this demon who's imprisoned in the body of a medieval knight. So when he says the word, he says he says something, he's got like a saying and when he says that saying, the demon comes out and he Ooh. just basically rampage. He just kicks ass, man. It's brilliant. So he's a really good character but when this demon comes out, he's just like badass, man. He's brilliant. So uh, yeah, man. So we're going to see just this league dark on the small screen and jj abrahams is going to be part of it obviously we don't know when this stuff is going to be coming out and this is in development so that you're looking to possibly even three years time but i get it marvel's going to be coming out with things like moon knight with she hulk with ms marvel and you know dc's obviously got titans dc's got doom patrol dc's dc's got like star girl which is going to be coming out uh pretty soon they got to keep up with, with the shit that's going on, right, Deval? Yeah, they have to. Otherwise, they'll just be forgotten and they'll just, like, wither away. DC are usually quite yeah. good when it comes to the TV shows and animations and stuff. So they should play to their strengths. Defo, defo. That'd be really, really good. So, um, yeah, if we get any news on that one, uh, we'll let you know. Now, um, Deval, so... There's this battle going on in the streaming uh, streaming walls, right? Okay, so um, we're getting new players every single time. Last week I spoke about this new this new company, this new uh, streaming platform called Quibi or Kibi. They're going to be joining up soon. There's HBO Max. There's obviously Netflix. There's Amazon. There's Hulu. There's Peacock. There's all these Peacock. players. But I know from from NBC. Uh, but listen, who is king of the jungle? Who is at the top? of the summit. So who's number one in the streaming game? Well, drum roll. The shit drum roll, but yeah. Number one, <laughs> number, number one of the streamers. Uh, oh, overall, actually, number one is Netflix. Netflix literally recently, over the past week or so, surpassed uh, Disney. 
has been the richest entertainment company in the wow. world. You know, a uh, hundred and eighty-seven point three billion dollars. Wow! Yeah, and that's just that's passing, mad. Uh, Disney's one hundred and eighty-six point seven billion dollars. I think it is. And uh, yeah, so literally, there's not really, there's not even a billion dollars in it, but I think it's point six of a billion dollar in in the difference. And yeah, I mean, this is all down to the fact that coronavirus means everyone is at home, more subscribers, more people watching, more people just involved in it. The share price has gone up, uh, and it's just crazy. I mean, yeah, that's that is it. I mean, there's a silver lining to every. Uh, madness out there and for, for Netflix yeah. the silver lining is stay at home which means everyone's streaming yeah I mean more people at home means that people need to watch uh, content and watch stuff yep. so I mean they're big players yeah and listen I can't listen the amount of stuff that comes out of Netflix like you know the documentaries and you know the, the great shows that I've been watching and stuff and I'm like wow man mm. Netflix they've got it I just don't see that breadth and depth of shows being shown on Disney Plus, like things no, like no, no those, those those violent shows, Mm-mm. you know, those documentaries. Yeah. How how's how's Disney ever going to compete with that? I don't know. I think they're going to have. I think they they've got their own little market, but I don't think they can compete. Netflix is way too versatile. Way too versatile. Yeah, yeah, man. I think they're really great. So listen, if you haven't like you know got a netflix sub like i don't know get someone's password and do it <laughs> but i mean it's great like you know what they've got so much shit. sometimes devout has this ever happened to you i've i've put on netflix and i'm click, flicking through stuff and i'm just clicking and i'm like what the fuck like, what am i gonna watch there's just too yeah. much stuff to watch sometimes yeah, yeah. and um and then in the end i don't end up watching jack shit yeah, which is exactly. kind of like a yeah, shame yeah um so yeah, so this is why, folks, you need the flicks because we tell you the shit to watch, and you just go out and watch it. You don't need to do no flicking, no sliding, no swiping. Just watch the stuff that we tell you to watch. All right, okay. Now we're going to be ending um, movie news just you know in a couple of minutes, but there's just one thing that I want to just say. Who remembers this? Cowabunga, dudes! Oh yeah, definitely. Devout. It's been thirty years since Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles hit the silver screen. Can you believe it? I cannot believe this. 30 years ago, Teenage Mutant. Oh, actually, sorry. Uh, let me just rephrase that. In the UK, you know what? There was this whole thing about using the word ninja. ninja. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So over here, you know, in the UK, there was this thing with the BBFC, the British Board of Film Classification. They had this thing with nunchucks and with ninja and all this sort of stuff, right? So the movie... Over, over in England was called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles yeah. and everywhere else I think it was called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> It's, it's, it's crazy and like one of the I can't remember if it was Raphael or like whoever it was they had the nunchucks and then that was kind of like really really controversial yeah. as well because the, the nunchucks had been banned mm. yeah banned or something like that but listen if you haven't seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles go out and try and track down the 30 year old one I know they did a remake I know uh, Michael was it Michael Bay or was it yeah 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 Michael Bay uh, yeah with J- J- Jennifer Fox is it or uh, Megan Fox. Megan Fox. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Good, good, close that one. Um, 
but yeah, so um, this, this, so go check it out. I just thought, you know what, go check. And I remember I was a big fan of the um, of the of the cartoon show, and I also had the cards. Oh my the um, there were some stickers or something, man. I had stickers. It, it was something to do with it. But basically, it was released in 1990. Uh, it's 30 years old, and um, yeah, man, it's it's it's. I didn't know this, or I, I knew it back then, but I totally forgot about it. But the origins of of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is it was from a studio called Gold. Tell me you've heard of this Golden Harvest. Oh yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> Golden <laughs> Golden Harvest. They were behind all those Hong Kong mosh Jackie Chan uh, movies, like say for example, Armor of God, like you know, um, you know, Meals on Wheels, like all the classic Snake and the Eagle's Shadow, Drunken Master. They were behind all those movies, and they were the studio that brought had the characters of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So for yeah, you. Um, you Hong Kong movie geeks, go check it out as well. <laughs> but you know what? I wanted to share that. It's 30 years old, Deval, wow. 30 years old. Great. Uh, all right. Okay. Right. Deval, let's move on to box sets. Right. What can yes. people watch? Yes. It's been a crazy week. This week I've watched so many shows. It's crazy. And I'm still watching now. I restarted yeah. Better Call Saul. I've never watched it. Oh, shit. Never yeah. watched it. I watched one episode years ago. Stopped. But now I'm going through it. I'm on season two now, so I'm going to go through Better Call Saul. But that's not on the list. What I'm talking about is Too Hot to Handle. That's on I've Netflix. heard of this. Oh, my gosh. It's like Love Island. But the whole is premise is that all these, like, hot people go on this <laughs> island, and they're all hot. Like, they all go on this island, and uh, they're usually people that uh, are quite promiscuous. They'll just, like, swipe right, right and meet someone and... They don't really have long-term relationships. So they're all, you know, just horny fuckers, basically. Uh, so they all go... <laughs> no, seriously, they are. They, they admit it. So they all go to this island. They all meet up. Everyone's hot. Everyone's like, yep, I want to do this. I want to do that. But then the island says, okay, the rules are there's no sexual contact allowed. Uh-oh. So the prize is 100 grand. Blue balls. By the end, you know, by the end of, the, of, the, of the process, you get 100 grand. But for what? every naughty thing you do, money is taken away from the cash prize. If you kiss someone, oh, it'll cost you three grand. If you have sex with someone, it'll cost you 20 grand. Like, if you, oh have, if, you, if, you, if you touch someone, like, sexually, it costs you money. Anything costs you money. So these people are all young. They're all just like, you know, don't give a shit. So every day someone's breaking the rules and money is getting yeah. taken out of the prize draw. So oh the prize gosh. draw... Uh, someone that is being good can still be affected by it. So it is funny. It is funny. <laughs> okay. it's, the premise is crazy, isn't it? I saw the trailer for this and it's a mixture of British people and yeah. you've got some uh, Yanks in there as well. you got some Yanks, you've got an Australian guy. I mean, from all, I think mostly from like English speaking countries. So like uh, England, sure. uh, like well, the UK and Ireland. And then you've got the Americas and Canada and then you've got the Australias as well around there. So it's all those kind of countries and they all just get together and it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I saw the trailer and all I, all you see basically in the trailer is they're all touching each other up. Yeah. They're, they're snogging yeah. Yeah. and they're like, oh, I want to have sex with you. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, how are they going to get through this? Mate, I've watched, I watched it all in a, in a day, literally. It's like oh, it's shit. eight episodes and they're like, you know, 40 minutes or less. So it's not much to invest, but I cleared it in a day. <laughs> And it's funny. And and you know the money at the end was it was it like a lot 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 less? It was. I'm not going to spoil it totally, but yeah, some some 
money got taken away for sure. Yes. And things <laughs> happened. Everything that you think happened, happened. Oh, shit. Yeah. But if you see how, Go like, check how it out, folks. Are, you don't blame them, man. Honestly. Oh man, mm. I seriously, too, that's, I mean, it's called too hot to handle. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. you can't handle this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so go folks, go check it out and listen, what a time to be kind of showing this type of, exactly. a, type of a show because it's of strange. self oh. social distancing, you know, keeping your hands off people. And um, they can't self pleasure as well. So. Oh, so yeah, no, no, oh, no, gosh, man, no DIY, homecoming. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds uh, fun. It sounds fun. Right. Okay. So that's called Too Hot to Handle. That's on Netflix. And yeah. Deval, sorry, you said it was eight episodes, right? Yes. Eight episodes out now. All right. Go check it out. Okay. What What else can people watch? Yeah. Uh, so we go from sex to drugs. Uh, so uh, next thing is called How to Fix a Drug Scandal. Again, on Netflix. And this one is, uh, I think, about eight episodes or maybe slightly less. And this is a true story. Uh, Boston, Massachusetts, uh, there's a there's a couple of uh, ladies who worked in the crime lab. And uh, basically, if you're a police officer and you arrest someone for crack or whatever it might be, uh, that sample is sent to the crime lab to be analysed. And uh, once the tests come through, they'll come through to the courts and the courts will... Uh, when you're being prosecuted, the courts need to know for sure what this drug was. So the people in the crime lab basically were testing the drugs or maybe not testing the drugs and just literally smoking and snorting the drugs themselves. Oh, shit. But the people in the crime lab were, were literally doing things they shouldn't have done, taking the drugs. And because of that, it made some of the cases void. So they had lots of cases, thousands uh, uh. of cases that were literally corrupt because these people were either not testing the drugs and saying that it was a certain drug or they were taking the drugs themselves basically it was it was all going crazy uh, this opened up a, a crazy crazy like lawsuit uh, people had to be released from prison it was crazy true story as well sounds crazy yeah true story and it's actually quite deep there was a bit of a cover-up because when people found out they didn't want it to get out so not just yeah. the people that were taking the drugs, but some of the prosecutors and other people that are in like in charge were getting in trouble. So yeah, this goes, yeah. this goes deep, honestly, and it was really it's a good documentary, really good. I enjoyed it. See, this is the thing. Where else are you going to get these types of documentaries? So Disney Plus is definitely not going to be showing something. Like this. this is why I love Netflix. <laughs> no like, way. you're not, no way, man. So um, yeah, man. You look. You've you know you've kind of mentioned other documentaries as well on Netflix, but this this one sounds really interesting. So this is called How to Fix a Drug Scandal. And how many? Do we know how many episodes this is? I think it was. It wasn't any more than eight. Definitely not more than eight. Right, it's just okay. six even. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't too many. Go check that one out, folks. I mean, listen, you know what? We, we, we love, everyone loves a scandal, man. Everyone loves a scandal. We love it when kind of like the, the people in power, they fuck up basically. And it, this looks like as if this was like a big cover up and a scandal and, you know, people messing up all the time. So um, go check it out. Uh, next, what can we, uh, what can people watch, Devar? Yeah, next one I watched was Afflicted. And uh, yeah, I mean, we've we got the coronavirus hitting us hard at the moment. But we, we, we shouldn't forget that people are are hit by different conditions just on a daily basis uh, outside of the mm. coronavirus, you know. So uh, 
Yeah, so this this uh, afflicted uh, show on Netflix about I think it's about six episodes or seven, and this one shows uh, about people. Uh, I think they're all in America actually, and uh, they are all afflicted by certain con- conditions that are severe, like severe conditions. Have you have you watched Better Call Saul? By the way, I've seen the first two episodes, and that I saw a long time okay. ago. So I'm like you, I've okay. got to watch it again. In, in Better Call Saul, there's a character, uh, Saul's brother who's got a condition called hyper, hyper electro, uh, hyper electromagnetic uh, syndrome or something like that. Basically he's, uh, he's sensitive to electro electric devices, mobile phones, anything electric. He can just, his heartbeat breaks out in a rash, all sorts. And in this show afflicted, there's a lady who's got the same condition for real yeah she can't in her house no mobiles that the camera crew came to her house they had to not use a radio mic it was it was crazy and there's other people that have conditions another lady's got like a uh like a moss is it moss some sort of condition where she can't go in the, in, in the general public she's got to like isolate herself all the time oh. her house needs to be literally like decontaminated and uh, she goes out in a face uh, mask and gloves, which is what we're doing now. And she, this is her life yeah. as normal, you know. And uh, she, there's another one that had to go live out in the desert to get away from people. There, there's some crazy conditions, but yeah, afflicted makes you read, makes you makes you actually appreciate your life, you know. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, but, man. Yeah, yeah, totally. Interesting one. So that's on Netflix. So go watch that one now, guys. That was a really interesting documentary. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, I mean, we've we've raved about obviously Netflix and look, three really good documentaries all out on Netflix. Now, what isn't out on Netflix is, is the next show is um, it's out on actually Hulu in America and BBC in the UK. So you can catch this all eight episodes of this show on BBC iPlayer, it, it only started airing on the 15th of April uh, back in back in the UK. And um, this program's called Devs. Now, I've only seen, I've only seen the first episode because people have been raving about this show. And I was like, okay, let me check it out. Let me just check it out. And yeah, it's absolutely true. Um, so this is called uh, Devs. It's a science fiction thriller and it's written by a guy called Alex Garland. And mm-hmm. you might remember Alex Garland, he directed... Annihilation. Uh, what, what did he do? And, uh, Annihilation. Ex Machina, Makina. That's Ex it. Machina. He did that. He did, yeah, Ex Machina. He, he wrote uh, The Beach. He, mm. uh, he wrote Dread from 2012. Mm. That is... Yeah, I really like that. Uh, so this guy is a British kind of like writer, uh, director, and you know what, got a lot of talent. Like I said before, Ex Machina, I love that movie, Annihilation, which I thought was really, really good. So this program called Devs, it's uh, it stars a guy from Parks and Re- Recreation. It's called, uh, he's called, uh, the guy's name is called Nick uh, Offerman. And I'm not sure if you've ever seen it. He's he's always in kind of like these memes. He's got a moustache and his name, his name in that program is called Ron Swanson. And in this program devs he couldn't be more different man this guy plays a ceo (laughs) of a company called amaya and it's this kind of secretive it's this kind of like high-tech company that is working on cutting-edge technology and the movie in the first episode basically one of the characters um dies and this ceo is connected to that murder so the girlfriend of the character decides to go like investigating right what happened to her boyfriend and she gets um she gets left behind a um 
a code and she has to solve basically the mystery of what this code is and who you know how her boyfriend died you know what i've only watched one episode but i'm telling you man it's really really good it's on my list it's I like watch it. this one's on my list man exactly so like like i said before i mean i've you know, I've only watched one episode. Uh, I'm going to carry on watching it. It's only eight episodes long. Okay. And you can binge watch this whole thing on the on the iPlayer right now. And you can catch it on Hulu. But so far, so good. It's got intrigue. It's obviously science fiction. It's got this guy, um, you know, Nick Offerman, who's playing totally like a different character to what you've probably seen him in before. And uh, man, it's looking good. And it's directed by Alex Garland, who's already bought you some great, great uh, movies before. So yeah, I would definitely recommend you giving this uh, a go folks mm, nice one nice one i'm on it yeah i'm on it blu-ray right are we still yeah sorry not blu-ray yeah. but what digital download digital downloads we've got a couple out to fly through these one is blue story uh blue story came out in the uk uh last year uh came out to a lot of controversy because it's uh it depicts a lot of uh sort of gangland uh culture uh and uh people uh when, when it was when it was released in the cinema there was a there was a a few fights basically with uh, machetes and, <laughs> and stuff like that. So, oh, shit. yeah, it's written and produced by uh, a performer called Rap, Rap Man. And uh, yeah, it's meant to be quite a good film, actually. It's meant to show like inner city kind of uh, sort of rivals and sort of the life and, you know, getting out of the city and sort of trying to better yourself and stuff like that in amongst all the crime and stuff like that. So it's meant to be an interesting yeah. film. I'm going to I'm going to give it a watch. Uh, I'm definitely going to give it a watch. Uh, next one we have is uh, Star Wars: uh, Rise of Skywalker, and uh, yeah, that's okay. I, I noticed that on uh, on Rakuten the other day. I'm gonna give it a, another watch just to. Uh, I've only seen it once, so I need to see it again. But yeah, as we all yeah. know, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker has had its problems, but many people enjoyed it. So if you're home stranded, give it a watch. Go to a galaxy far, far away. Just on that, you know they they've uh, they've been speaking about obviously. Marvel, Disney, whatever, they, uh, they're still offering, um, sorry, not offering a silly word to use, but they kind of, they're making the comic books based on obviously the, these characters and they explain what happens to, to Ray mm. after the, the final scene in uh, Star Wars Rise of the Squ Rise of Skywalker, people are like, shit, what happened to Ray? Like, you know, what goes on? If you go online, you you don't have to read the comics, but basically in the comics, they explain what happens to her and what she goes off and what she does. And uh, so, yeah, just to kind of, you know, mm. let you know that there isn't kind of this end, abrupt end, okay, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Okay. So what can people watch? What, what What's what's new? What's out there? What trailers can people see developing? Yeah, this one, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. And again, this one's on Hulu and Fox. And I think in the UK, it should be on BBC. But What We Do right. In The Shadows, season two. Yeah. Uh, this one, uh, oh, this is a really, really good season, uh, series. I, I watched season one, watched the movie as well, What We Do In The Shadows. Yeah. Really funny, dark comedy. Uh, Taika Waititi was in the original movie that came out. Uh and it is really good. Like, it's just a good comedy series. So I, I recommend watching this one. Saw the trailer. Yeah. It looks like more of the same. So if it's not broken, don't fix it. Don't fix it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that looks good. Yeah, I've been, uh, yeah, I want to watch um, season one again, just to kind of recap, yeah. because it's been a while, man. It's, it's been a while for that one. Uh, right, okay. I want to speak about two, actually, two trailers. This one, I just didn't know this was 
like this was happening or this was gonna this was a movie and you know this movie's coming out but basically it stars Tom Hardy Tom Hardy plays infamous gangster Al Capone and sure. when I watched this trailer when I watched this trailer I was like what the hell man uh, t- Tom Hardy this guy is I don't know who do I liken him to this guy can transform himself I remember like about five six years ago he um he played the craze the um, Ron and Reggie Cray and um so he basically transformed his body you know he mm. he takes on this persona I mean look at what he did for Bane I mean he bulked up you know that 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 voice that he did for Bane <laughs> was just like amazing <laughs> and um I just feel like as if whenever Tom Hardy invests in a character, he like he goes all in, almost like you know Robert De Niro level, Daniel Day Lewis level type yeah, of a thing. Yeah, you know, he yeah, really this yeah. character actor method acting. So I watched his trailer, Capone. It's about the life of Al Capone, the later years of Al Capone, just before he basically gets arrested. And uh, this is obviously based on a real person. This guy really did exist. Okay, so in the Prohibition era, this is when it was illegal to sell alcohol and Al Capone was behind this. And, you know, this guy used to, you know, he was a gangster basically, you know, getting people killed and, you know, bribing people. So all of this, you know, all this sort of stuff going on. And before you watch Capone, I would actually say, go watch a movie called The Untouchables starring Kevin Costner. Great movie. And then Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro played Al Capone in that one. So the surprising thing for me for this one, Deval, was the guy who directed this movie was the guy who directed Fantastic Four, the 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 late the new one, the reboot. Josh Trank. Are you serious? Yes. Oh wow. And I thought this guy had just, you know, left the face of the earth. But <laughs> this is what he was working on. So Josh Trank, he directed um what's the other one? He did uh Oh, the he one did with, kind of like uh, another superhero. Yeah, it was uh, the one with uh, Killmonger and they had like tele- telekinetic yes. powers. I forgot, I forgot what it's called. That, yeah. I forgot what it's yeah. called. But on, on the back of that, he got Fantastic Four. Chronicle. So, um, Chronicle, that's it. So, yeah, so look, look, I mean, yeah, Fantastic Four wasn't, a, you know, basically, I'm not going to say it's a shit movie because what have I done? I've, I, I've done, you know, jack shit, but it wasn't obviously the movie that I was <laughs> expecting, right? You know, um, but yeah, I, I wasn't happy with the movie. Just put it that way. It it tanked at the box office. It was it was shit, did shit at the box office and it was boring and it was just like, oh my gosh, you could have given us a lot more. So he went away and now he's come back and he's directing Tom Hardy as Al Capone and this trailer, man, it's just like Tom Hardy mumbling. He's going, <laughs> he's doing this in the trailer and I'm like, what the fuck's going on over here? Like, this is so weird. I'm not going to pass judgment because uh, you know what? I think Tom Hardy is a great actor. I just want to see this movie, but the trailer is out there. It's called Capone. And it's just the weirdest, some, it's seriously really weird trailer. But um, yeah, it's, it's got Tom Hardy. So we got to see Tom Hardy, right? Um, and then the other trailer that I want to speak about is this thing called Proximity. Mm. It's a bit of a weird one. This 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 one is a, um, it's like an independent movie, you know, small budget and a coming of age story about a boy who has got powers. It looks like, it seems like as if he's got powers. Yeah. You know, we're living in a world where now he's got powers. There's like an earthquake or something and, um, you know, he's involved in it. Based around this question of 
you know, aliens have come to Earth, mm. right? So aliens are definitely on this, you know, in this movie. Mm. And does he encounter the aliens? And if so, what did they say to him or what do they do and what do they want with him? So it hinges on this thing where he's turned around and he said, yes, look, you know what? Aliens are here. I met yeah. them. I saw them. But there's a doubt on whether or not he actually did mm. see them or not. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, it looks really interesting. I want to watch it. It's called Proximity. I reckon these aliens are, are randy fuckers, you know. They abduct people. <laughs> they touch them up. They do all sorts of things. Who knows what they do? They could be just taking exactly. turns. You know, who knows? You know, because man, yeah, dirty, this, dirty remember. Fucking. I mean, we've spoken about this before, like um, fire in the sky, yeah, communion, yeah. They just they uh, they, they, they totally just you know just have their way with you, and then send you back. At least with this one, they give them some powers. So at least you know. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. there's something comes out of it. So yeah, so go check that one out. I don't know when that's coming. Oh, maybe May. I think May. I think it's yeah. coming out in May time. Probably VOD. This one's yeah, going to be a VOD yeah. mo most likely. So. so yeah, so go check it out. Uh, and Deval, you've got another couple more, right? Yeah, this one is one that I've been. Uh, this is an interesting one. How to build a girl. So if uh -oh. you guys know, let me know because I'm stranded at home, nowhere to go, <laughs> and I would love to get the blueprints of this one. <laughs> oh shit! I would love to know because I will build me a couple. Trust me. <laughs> Twins. <But> this, <laughs> exactly. Why not? <laughs> this was made in 2019, so the release date's been pushed back for some reason. Uh, Emma Thompson okay. stars in this one, as well as some other stars: Jamila Jamil, Chris O'Dowd. Paddy Constant, uh, Cosdine, also uh, okay. Alfie Allen, who, otherwise known as uh, Yuan Greyjoy. Is it Yuan? Yuan Greyjoy. Yeah, Yuan Greyjoy. Uh, yeah. Reek. Reek, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we've got Frank Delane, who's from uh, Fear the Walking Dead. But yeah, this one's about uh, a young, young, young lady who wants to bit of a coming, coming of age one actually. She starts off, you know, a young lady uh, doing the norm, uh, bullied at school, all that kind of stuff, and. She wants to come out of her shell. She finds herself. Uh, she wants to go to London and get involved in music. And she just like, you know, she just thinks, what the heck? You live, you only live once. I want to do something different. She's 16 years old and she wants to go out there and live her life and be all that she can be going against the grain, you know? So, yeah, it's an interesting one. Interesting story. Interesting uh, in trailer. And it doesn't seem like a bad film. Seems quite interesting. So yeah, this is what you're. This is what you like. Go for it. I think that guy Delane. Have a guess who his dad is. Oh my gosh! Go and say it. Who? Stephen Delane, who was the flipping kid. Uh, you know, bloody hell! What's his name? Stephen Delane. He's fr he was in Game of Thrones as well. Uh, he played. What was his? What oh, was the guy's know, name? Uh, uh, the one. Uh, the one that used to hang around with Khaleesi. The one that liked Khaleesi. No, Robert Baratheon's brother. Oh, the one with the red, the red Stannis. priest, the one who shags Stannis. the red priest. Stannis. Stannis, Stannis Baratheon. That's his son, is it? That's his son. I did not know that. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. So, okay. So this is, yeah, sounds interesting. So, um, so what is this going to be? Sorry, I, I didn't get that. Is it, is it going to be VOD, this one? I think so. It's meant to be coming out in the cinema uh, this summer, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to go straight to... Yeah, digital demand. It's only got 4.8 on IMDb, so there's no rush, but it looks interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. It sounds interesting. Yeah. All right. Okay. And this next one. Now, I saw this. This one has been released out here in Australia as well. So this is called Sergio. What is this? 
Yeah, Ser- Sergio is uh, a story about a, a bit, a bit of an activist, a bit of a freedom fighter, uh, and he uh, goes around uh, the world. And anytime there's like disruptions or anything like that, chaos politically, he goes out there and tries to unmask the truth using, you know, goes for like the the UN. Uh, he's like a diplomat, basically. And he tries to help people in these parts of the world where help is needed, you know, and he's, he's become a bit of a savior around the world. People know him as a person that really helps, you know, an ambassador to try and get, bring world peace and shine the light on, you know, maybe certain wars and famines and all kinds of situations. Uh, Sergio is played by uh, Wagner Maurer. Uh, he's a person yeah. that played, uh, uh, what's his name? In uh, Narcos, he played... Uh, yes, uh, Pablo. Pablo Escobar. My, my mind went blank. So yeah, he played Pablo Escobar really well. I didn't know this guy is actually Brazilian. And he was... He's Brazilian. Oh my God. Yeah, he's good. He was playing a Spaniard, uh, not Spaniard, a Colombian speaking Spanish. A Colombian. Yeah. I know, I know. And see, the thing is, I, I know this actor through a, a Brazilian movie, really, really good movie, oh. actually. It's, got, it's, it's on uh, Hidden Gems. It's called uh, Elite Squad. Okay. Really good movie, man. Mm, nice one. This guy's really good. He's talented. And, and do you know who else is in this? Ana de Armas. Oh man, yeah. she's lovely. Know, she is lovely. <laughs> That's the exact. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, That's the exact word to you. It's her birthday, in effect. I yeah. know. I might send her a present. Is it? Yeah. She is. Who is she with? I, I was reading somewhere that she's with. Uh... Relationship wise, she was divorced in. Yeah, relationship wise. So I'm not sure if she's single now, but hey, you know, I'll always try. <laughs> oh, Ben Affleck. Oh man. I know. Big jaw. She's why, with why Ben Affleck. With Batman. Oh my oh, gosh. Gosh. She wants the she wants the dark knight. She come and get me on the dark. <laughs> Tell I'm me about it. Night. I'm a dark knight. I'll show her some dark oh, shit. too. Anna, if you're listening, we're just not we're just joking over come here, right? It, Anna? Mate. Come on. Get Affleck. Come to me. <laughs> But yeah, so Sergio, that's going to be on Netflix. Uh, I think it's being released now as we speak. So yeah, what it is. That? Yeah. It's a movie. It's not a series. Two hours. It looks decent. So yeah, go for it. It's in English, by the way. It's not in uh, Spanish or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So don't get scared of that. Uh, all right. Okay. So yeah, go check out those uh, those movies and those trailers and those uh, TV shows and stuff, folks, and let us know what you think. Now, let's move on to Anniversary Corner. Okay. So 10 years ago... Uh, 2010, there was this movie called Rubber. Now, listen, I know what a rubber is. Mm-hmm. Now, a rubber can mean so many things, like it's a rubber to things. obviously eraser, yep. as they say in America. But rubber also means condom. Yep, could mean a Johnny. That's exactly. It could, it could mean, mean a Johnny as well. Yep. So, Devado, in this movie, what's a rubber? A rubber is a, it's, this is a crazy film. It's, it's a tyre, it's a tyre, a car tyre that uh, has its own powers. It can... (laughs) (laughs) This car tyre goes around uh, and it does its its own thing. You know, it's a killer tyre, you know. It comes to life (laughs) and uh, it discovers it's got telekinetic powers. And yeah, it just goes out, you know, doing its own thing in a desert, you know, gung-ho. It's a homicidal car tyre. Yeah, so this is a crazy, crazy film. I mean, who would have thought of this? I can tell you who. Quentin Dupont. Quentin Dupont <laughs> wrote and directed this madness. And it worked. It got budget. It got released. 
Uh, I got a five out of ten on, a, on IMDb, and oh this is the gosh. sort of thing you watch. A uh, one hour, twenty two minutes. This is the thing you watch, and you just you just separate yourself from, from any kind <laughs> of you know sanity. And uh, this is yeah, it's one of those films you just you just got to watch. I mean, a, a tire, yeah, that goes around killing people by itself. Come on now. Oh my gosh, yeah. man! This is just so funny. Yeah, a tire that Crazy. comes to life and kills people with its psychokinetic powers. Yeah, so it's got to be watched. This is amazing. I mean, I think I'm going to have to watch this at some at some point. I'm going to have to find it. So ten years ago, this came out, and it's crazy. The, the director, like I said, uh, Quentin Dupont, uh, wrote, directed, edited, done the music. Uh, I'm sure he held the sound boom. He made the food. I'm sure he rolled the tire. It was from his own car. I'm sure. So tell me about it. <laughs> crazy. This film, is madness. Yeah, crazy, watch. crazy premise. Mm-hmm. Um, go check it out, folks, and please do let us know uh, what you think about that one. I think you can pick it up for about a couple of dollars, so it's, it's yeah. definitely worth it. All right, okay. So uh, 15 years ago, Serenity. Now, Serenity is this is uh, what's his name again? Um, oh, uh, who's Josh, the Marvel Josh, director? Josh this is Joss. This is from Joss Whedon. Now, yeah. this has such a cult following, Devaldo. Massive, 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 massive. Firefly was a TV show, wasn't it? That's it. Yeah. So yeah. fire. Yeah. That. Sorry. That was it. So Firefly was the the TV show, mm. and then that got cancelled after one or two seasons or something like something like that. And then through uh, fan pressure, like you know, this kind of like a petition online, they came back and then they made um, Serenity. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And uh, let's have a look. So this has got Morena. This has got Morena Baccarin in this one. Oh yeah, she's uh, she was in Deadpool, isn't it? And V. Deadpool. Yeah, and it's also got uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Nathan Fillion. It's got a few people in it. Adam actually. Baldwin. Yeah, it's got a few people in it. Alan Tudyk. Yeah, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, got quite a few people. This is well loved, highly rated as well. Uh, and it's about what it's about a crew of uh, space like 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 Star Wars basically, isn't it? In the future, yeah. going around shooting. Kicking our saving people, chewing, chewing gum, and uh, all kinds of shit. But yeah, this is a, it's meant to be. It's meant to be decent. <laughs> I got that reference. Show did, but yeah, this is a definitely an action-packed battle, uh, like in in space, basically, and uh, quite a decent, quite a decent uh, production as well. Yeah, it's set in the year uh, twenty five seventeen. Okay, so. Um, so it's the same cast from Firefly mm-hmm. and it takes after the events of the final episode of Firefly. So it's just kind of basically like a continuation and it's basically, yeah, following, you know, the characters from that show uh, and, you know, w- you know what they're doing and who they go on to save and everything. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't remember much from it and I know that I, I'm pretty sure I did watch a bit of this. Um, but my question is this, Devaldo, mm-hmm. what's, what's happened to Joss Whedon? He's still, he's still, there's still murmurs of him doing Batgirl. I don't know if it's still happening, but yeah, Joss Whedon being heavily involved in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. still, executive producer, and uh, he's meant to be doing Batgirl. I'm not sure if that's still happening, but yeah, he's still knee deep in uh, movies. Uh, I just don't think on the director, uh, sort of, you know, on the director level as, as right now, but yeah, he still does a lot of, a lot of stuff in TV and movies for sure. And writing as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Still I mean, active. and yeah, and let's not forget, he did, he picked up the reins uh, of um, of Justice League. 
Yes, 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 exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was a, which was a very, very much flawed production that was. So a lot exactly. of work to be done there. All right. So this next movie from 20 years ago is called Red Planet. Now, set in the year 2050. And I just think to myself, 2050, that's just 30 years away from now. And it's not that, for some reason, for me, if it doesn't feel like as if that's like a, like a, an age away. It's just it's just round the corner type of a thing, mm. 30 years. I know, I know when you think about it, 30 years, a lot can happen in 30 years. But I mean, 2050 is... That's the future, man. This is like, are we are we talking about flying cars? Are we talking about, I don't know, chips in our brains? Are we talking about, I don't know, robots walking the streets? Devout? I mean, what's your take on it? What do you think? I think the chips are already, they're already in Sweden and Denmark. The people have chips. Man, they're in, already in animals. In their hands where they can pay for stuff like, you know, like contactless. That's already happening. Yeah. Uh, flying cars. I don't think that's going to happen because you might as well just get a flying plane, innit? Why have a car fly? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, we've already got the flying planes now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think uh, the future isn't going to be as shiny as people think. I think it's going to be a bit more realistic, but very much a dangerous, bleak yeah, situation for sure. Yeah, so this movie, uh, Red Planet, it stars Val Kilmer. It's got Carrie and Moss. Um yeah, and what, who else is in this one? Uh, let me just double check. Let me Tom just double Seasmore, check. Tom Sizemore, and they got Tom Sizemore, Rat, and Terence Stamp. Uh, yeah, um, Zod from the old Superman movie. Yeah, <laughs> Neil before. Um, so um, yeah, so like I said before, so set in you know the twenty fifties, Earth is in crisis. There's been missions to Mars. There's, you know these have been going on for quite some time, and they need to go and investigate. So a crew which consists of Tom Sizemore, Terence Stamp, Val Kilmer, Carrie Ann Moss, all these guys, they arrive, you know, onto uh, Mars One and this shit going down, it's dying, it's decaying and it's being destroyed and there's been deaths. So they've basically got to figure out what the hell's going on. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's interesting. I don't think it did. I don't think it did well at the box office, to be honest with you. No, not, not so well, actually. Not so well. And you know, you know, uh, <laughs> you've heard about uh, Val Kilmer, isn't it? How he can be a bit trouble on set. Yes, yes, yeah, I've heard about this. There's, there's, there's a story about this, actually. Val Kilmer and Tom Seasmore, they began, like, feuding and, like, you know, arguing oh, on set. Because uh, Val Kilmer found out that Tom Seasmore was having a exercise, uh, like, bike or exercise machine getting shipped over from England. <laughs> he had it shipped over from England via the production company oh to, his, uh, Gosh. to his trailer. And uh, Val Kilmer wasn't happy about that and... He wouldn't come out of his trailer. <laughs> oh my gosh! But many of their many of their scenes together were used, uh, like doubles were used over the shoulder. <laughs> but they wouldn't talk. They wouldn't like. Carl Kimmel was like, "No, no. Why is he getting that machine? Why am I not getting it?" And like, he was just threw his 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 rattle out of the pram. So, yeah, it's crazy. Oh my just, like, gosh! Sort of beef that. Uh, that uh, Vin Diesel and The Rock had, like they couldn't film scenes together in Fast and yeah. 8. So yeah, similar similar with this really. Uh, yeah. 
this is bad and like what what i don't what is it about with film stars and they have this kind of like you know this ego, difficult because they said this man, about ego, um ego all to do with ego once their name was big on the billboard and everyone's there for them the whole crew is there because of them in their mind so they feel they've got a lot of power they can do what they want say what they want it's going to happen and many times it does happen because they want to be kept happy because the film relies on them. They are the sort of yeah. the, the bum yeah. and seats blockbuster name, you know. So that all that all that ego goes into their head. In the wrong head, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. And it's like, you know, we've we've had this before, like um uh what's his name? Um Wesley Snipes apparently yeah. again supposed to be like a bit difficult, like a bit of a diva. You know, there's, there's countless, you mean, you can just, you can search up on this and you can type in like, you know, your favorite actor and there's probably always been something, but I mean, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Ego. Mm. Like, um, I mean, working with you sometimes is a pain in the ass, man. <laughs> you know, you want this, you want that, you want drinks sent to your house yeah. and everything. I can't do that shit. Devout. I can't send it from Australia. It's got to be the right temperature. Uh, it goes straight back. Yeah, man. That Hagen does shit, oh. man. All right. Okay. So go check out Red Planet. Yep. Again, set in the future. Serenity, set yep. in the future. Yep. Rubber, this yep. kind of dystopian future, weird type of a future type of thing. Um, all right, okay. Now, Ghost in the Shell from 25 years ago, this classic mm. uh, anime, which was recently remade mm. into a live action movie starring Scarlett Johansson. Yep. Correct. Now, how did that? Now, there was a bit of controversy before we get onto Ghost in the Shell from uh, from Five. How was that one received? The Scarlett Johansson one? Not very well because they said it was whitewashed, isn't it? They said they should have had a you yeah. know an, an Asian actress uh, take on the role and do it. And I see where they're coming from, you know. And uh, yeah, it didn't it didn't do really well at the box office. Uh, I think as a film in itself, it wasn't bad, but it just didn't do it. It just didn't do well. It wasn't a lot of a. Uh, positivity said about that one yeah in japan ghost in the shell i didn't know this ghost in the shell is known as mobile armored riot police uh, that's a shit name that's a shit name isn't it but ghost in the shell mm. um ghost in the shell man okay so i know and you know what it's based on a book as well there's loads of books there's like one two three four five six books mm. There's been Ghost in the Shell, Ghost in the Shell 2, Ghost in the Shell Standalone. There's obviously animated series, there's games, there's, you name it, there's always something kind of, you know, associated with it. So, so basically, what is it? What's the setting? So it's set in uh, the mid 21st century in fictional Japanese city of Nihama. And, you know, it deals with the members of a pub, of a group called the Public Security Section 9, a task force consisting of various professionals, you know, getting up to, uh, you know, solving, preventing crime, mm -hmm. you know, counterterrorism operations. Mm, it's crazy. It's just, it's just set in 2029 and like hackers and like, was there cyborgs or something like that? But it's all to do with like the, the, I guess the internet and computers and like, I think the ghost in the shell is literally the ghost within the machine. And, uh, mm. you know, how cyber criminals can hack brains of cyborgs and all kinds of shit. And if we're going to get chips in our, in our, in our bodies, what if people can hack that and influence what you can do or not do? Who knows? Yeah. But this is only this. This was 2029. That's only nine years in the future. <laughs> so uh, let's see how, Let's see if that plays out. But yeah, Go to the Shell, top top film, like one of those sort of uh, greats that will never go. A bit like Fist of the North Star and all the all those sorts of ones. So oh, I love that. If you catch this on lockdown, you get it. Yeah, go check it out. And I mean, I'm not sure if you can get if this will be on Netflix. But I mean, listen, pay the dollars, yeah. pay the pounds. Yeah. 
pay the whatever currency it is and uh, go and you're going to be entertained it's like this rich world there's like you know great characters and stuff and like you know Japanese animation is so rich in detail yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. so many themes man and like you know you know dramatic as well so it's really really good stuff right okay um, so that's Ghost in the Shell 20 years now 30 years ago a another sci-fi classic set in the future kind of like a, almost like a, like a dystopian, like bleak, the colors in this movie are muted, like reds, a lot of reds. I, I remember from, you know, from what I see. And this is a classic movie. You and I, uh, we always like, whenever, like there's, there's references to this movie, we always joke about. Always. And if we ever see it on TV yeah. and Paul as well, like, you know, we always laugh about it. And this movie has got so many funny things in it as well. But I mean, it's, it's not supposed to be a comedy, but we just laugh at the things that are in it. But it's a classic, classic movie. It's called Total recall and the one thing that always surprises me about this that is Arnold Schwarzenegger right he he has a knack of make being in some really great movies and in 1990 I remember this movie hearing about this movie and um you know watching it I think like you know on pirate I think I've watched it on pirate beer to be honest with you and um getting like a VHS copy and everything like that right and it was just Brilliant. Blew my mind away. Really, really good movie. Rated 18. And you know what? The controversy around this was, I remember about, they were saying that this movie was really, really violent. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. That thing, Quato, that comes out of that guy's stomach. What the hell's up with that, man? That is nasty. That's nasty. (laughs) It's nasty. Like this little goblin thing comes out of someone's stomach. So what is that, man? It's all practical. I don't want that future. They like green screen. And then the guy that says, oh, you make me wish I had free hands. (laughs) He's got his hands on pulls tits. his sleeve down and shows you his hand, and it's all like, you know, and it's just mad. Oh, yeah, total recall. It's mad it's, movie, yeah, man. It's, it's good film. It's a great, it's a great, great script, and um, it's directed by Paul Verhoeven. Yep, Robocop. Forget Robocop, my showgirls. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So listen, okay. listen. You, you've probably noticed there's a theme running throughout these movies, folks. Like you know, they're set in some sort of crazy dystopian yeah. uh, sci-fi world, yep. where, you know. And in and in um, in Total Recall, you actually can travel to Mars. Yep. And you know, th- th- there's you know, there's this shit going on on Mars, and there's a battle between you know who controls the air or the water i can't remember if it's the air or the water or something like that so this this is a lo- loads of shit and um this was remade in 2008 was it or was it a bit later than that yeah, i think 2011 i think with uh 2011 with uh kate beckinsale and uh what's his name yeah colin. Uh, yeah colin farrell yeah does this derive yeah. from the book philip k dick that's it, Philip K. Philip Dick. K. He Dick. and Philip K. Dick. He did um, Blade Runner, isn't he it? He was be- yeah Blade Runner as well. Dewey, dream of electric sheep or the, the sheep. The, yeah, the androids dream of electric sheep. Dream of electric it. sheep. Yeah. 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 Mm, interesting uh, stuff. Mm. Interesting movies for you folks. Go out and check them out, and definitely like I mean, Rubber. You you got to watch that one. Just go yeah. out and watch it, and um, and watch Total Recall as well. So, all right, okay. Uh, let's speak about some movies now. Keeping yep. it with the theme, I thought I would bring to you a science fiction movie. Bring it. Now, this bring movie, it. 
this movie is is number th- I think it's number three or number four on the top ten top ten stuff to watch on Netflix in Australia. Oh. So you know they've started they've started doing yeah. this thing. Netflix has started doing this thing. So wherever you are in the world, it'll give you the top ten list. And yeah. I think this one is number three or it's number four. So it's called Code Eight, mm. and it was made in 2019, and it's actually by. Um, it's based on a short, short story. So this guy called Alan, Alan Chan, he made this short story and that was well received. That short film was, uh, start, that starred Stephen Amell, who people will know from Arrow. He plays, mm. obviously, Arrow. And um, it stars, it's also his got cousin. his cousin yeah. in the, yeah, Robbie Amell, <laughs> who was, um, let me get that right, he was Firestorm. Yeah. yeah, he was Firestorm in The Flash. Yeah. So yeah, keeping it within the family. So basically, so it's co- it's called Code Eight. It's set in a future where the world. Is, so inexplicably, we don't know why, but the world is filled with these people called power, uh, power, power men, or power people, or powered. The power they call powered people. Put it this way. They, they're like basically X-Men. They're, they're like mutants, oh, right? So okay. they've all got different types of powers. And um, so at first they were accepted in society and because the powered people, they helped build, you know, the, the buildings, they helped, you know, uh, build, um, you know, the buildings, you know, businesses and all things like that. But then eventually what happened was they started to kind of get pushed away. They were no longer needed. And then as technology progressed, they were kind of like uh treated bad um you know they're, they're basically being hunted down they're being regular they're being regulated you can't use your powers you know they're always being stopped and searched etc etc so in this future they're basically out of work and they're always kind of uh, on the lookout for for things to do so we're following um this guy you know robbie amell his character he's got a uh, uh, an interesting power he's electro he can generate electricity um, and he can basically, you know, knock things out. He can basically kill people, obviously, if he wants to with his electricity. He isn't, he doesn't know the full potential of his power. And, you know, he gets some help with that from, um, from Stephen Amell, who plays a drug dealer in this, uh, in this story. And it's got a, um, what type of a vibe has it got? It's got, I wouldn't, go so far as to say it's got like a Blade Runner type of a vibe but mm. it's definitely got that kind of futuristic vibe to it okay. you know where you know you can clearly see there's drones about there's you know we're living in a world where everything is controlled big brothers watching you mm. you know there's cameras everywhere and all these people want to do is just basically live their life like you know I get it and in the movie what's happened is the the blood of these powered people is used to make a drug called Psych. And this drug is worth a lot, a lot of money on the streets. So the police are trying to crack down on the powered people. They're trying to crack down on this drug. And um, so the Robbie Amell's character, he gets caught up in this. He needs money so that he can save his mum who's dying from, uh, from cancer. And the only way that he can obviously get the money is if he starts working with, you know, the bad people. Mm. So, they, you know, he goes out to do, you know, jobs and stuff. And Stephen uh, Amell's character, Arrow's character is there to kind of help him to kind of, you know, realise his powers. It's not a classic. Mm. So first up, it's definitely not a classic. But you know what? It's definitely got something about this movie where I was like, mm, it's got an interesting premise. It's got this 
this story behind it about, you know, about how we treat people who are different to us. And there's okay. definitely that theme. And it comes down to that whole, um, you know, X-Men, uh, I think it's part three, is it? The last stand. X-Men, you know, the bit where they, where they sign the, where the government oh, wants to kind yes. of regulate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah what yeah. was it again? I can't remember what it was called, but it was kind of like the, like the sort of Superhuman Registration Act or something, isn't it? That's it. Kind of like that. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of got that vibe to it where, you know, where they kind of, you know, the, the, these powered people, they want to just like, you know, live their lives. Obviously some mm. people are doing, um, you know, shit to obviously in a bad way, but then you get people like, you know, Robbie Amell's character where he's just looking out for his mom and, you know, he makes a wrong decision. He needs the money to save his mom and, you know, all this sort of stuff. So, you know, and it's got powers and it's got like mutant like powers in it. So, it, you know, I was just interested in the movie straight away. It, like I said before, it's not a classic. It's got some good action scenes in there. You know, it's got some okay special effects, uh, you know, good special effects. They're not like a massive like Hollywood type uh, level of special effects. But remember, this is a small budget, excuse me, a small budget movie. Stephen Amell, so the Arrow, he made this between season seven and season, uh, season eight of The Arrow. So um, he's not in it a lot. He's not in it, uh, you know, in all the scenes. So his cousin, Robbie Amell, has to obviously carry it. And you know what? It's not a bad movie. The acting is 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 decent. Mm. You know, um, you've got lots of different characters with lots of different powers, which is interesting as well. Again, you know, like uh, X-Men type uh, powers. And I would give it a good, you know, six and a half, you okay. know, and I'm, I'm saying like a good six and a half. Like, you know, it's, it, you know, you're not going to like, you know, fall asleep watching it. As opposed it's got to a, a good soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> this, you got a low end, you get a low end six and a half. This is high end. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack's really good. And it's got that kind of that pulsing. It reminded me of the soundtrack of Drive. Ah, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that kind of a yeah. thing. Um, yeah, so it's got this kind of edge to it as well. It's sweary. You know, it's not kind of, you know, um, mm. oh my, you know, we're not going to be using bad language type of thing. Like, you know, there's F-bombs, there's all this, you know, sort of shit in there. You know, there, obviously there's violence in there as well. The ending kind of falls away at the end, but they've left it open. And I was just reading up on this about the ending they are going to come back together. So Robbie Amell and Stephen Amell, they're going to join up together and they are going to do a spin-off TV show. Oh my God. And it's going to land on Quibi, Kibi, oh, this new platform, yeah. okay. Quibi. Oh, interesting. Because he's, he's done with Arrow now, so he's got the time, hasn't he? That's it. And he's going to be working on a, re he's working on a wrestling show at the moment. Yeah. So that's going to be coming out. Yeah, he loves his wrestling. He does. Yeah, he was in. He 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 appeared like he wrestled mm. on on yeah. a show or something. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So that's yeah. Code eight, six and a half. It's um, you know, it's only it's a short movie. You're gonna it's gonna whiz through it, mm. and uh, it's it's another a look at the future. You know, at a possible future. Mm. Imagine if there were people out there with with powers, and we've always ma imagined that, haven't we? From yeah. since years, so. Still do. <laughs> go check it out. Yeah, I still do, man. Mm, interesting. Uh, oh, nice one. Yeah, so go check that one out. Nice one. So I try and fit in a hidden gem. Fit it. I'll do it if you can. I was just supposed to free this one, but this one's called. Uh, uh, but yeah, thanks for that review, by the way. Really well, good one. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that uh, some point during yeah. the week on Netflix. And there's there's no another sci-fi film to do with time travel. I'm gonna try and watch, and maybe we can review that next week. Yeah. But, well, what's that one called? Uh, Timescape, no, Time Trap, I think it's called. 
Okay, Ooh, sounds good. But yeah, so Telekinesis is the film I'm going to do a quick review this week, uh, Hidden Gem. Telekinesis is a Korean film, came out in 2018, and it is about a father who is down in the sort of dumps, doesn't have much uh, going on in his life, a bit like me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he just, uh, just, just he's, he's a security guard, he does his job. He's a bit sort of lazy. He's always late kind of thing. And he is just, yeah, just a bit of a sort of a, a bit of a bum kind of kind of thing, you know. And uh, uh, he has a, a daughter that he doesn't really see. Uh, and he basically, yeah, he's just doing his job, working his work, you know, doing his thing. One day uh, out of the blue, something happens and he, I think a meteorite hits Earth uh, in Korea and he drinks from the water that I think the meteorite somehow infected. And this water, uh, lo and behold, has given him powers of telekinesis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's mad. So it's called psychokinesis. Sorry, not telekinesis. It's called psychokinesis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Total typo on my, on my part. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he drinks water from this mountain that gives him telekinetic powers and it's it's mad it's a bit of a do you know what it's, i thought my first sort of trailer i thought it was a bit of a like a proper action you know but it's a bit of a comedy actually it's a bit of a comedy in, oh in is many it parts. okay yeah the, the tone of it is a bit comedic because he comes along uh his daughter's like a, a bit of an activist she works in this area and the area is being sort of overrun by these landlords who charge too much and they come around and demand money. Otherwise they get violent. In a previous confrontation, the, the his daughter, uh, her, her mum died, his ex-wife, she died in this confrontation. So there's lots of bad blood now. So they keep coming to this sort of, you know, this, this area, demanding money, demanding rent money. The people are saying, no, no, you're charging too much. You're this, you're that. And there's this conflict. Now he comes along because his ex-wife has died, so he's now come back in contact with his daughter, and he comes along one day and sees this conflict, and it stirs up his powers that he didn't know he had. So he's got these uh, tele oh, wow. telekinetic powers, he can move stuff around, he helps them defend their land, and he becomes a superstar. They all love him. They're like, oh shit, you got telekinetic powers. He's like, oh yeah, I have. <laughs> it's mad. <laughs> he moves stuff around. It's crazy. He's moving stuff around. It kind of gives you a bit of a, a bit of a tone of a, like, what was that? What was that? Oh, Kung Fu, Kung Fu Hustle, Kung Fu. Oh, Kung Fu Hustle, yeah. Yeah, it kind of, it's kind of got a little bit of a tone of that. So if you imagine what Kung Fu Hustle was like, it's a little bit like that in the tone. But uh, but yeah, so long story short, basically. So the these 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 landlords, they try and like battle their way through, and there's like another more insidious land well landlady she kind of controls the whole area she sends her goons out to try and do their their work and you know try and overthrow these people it gets way out of control the police get involved it turns into a massive battle like <laughs> avengers level, level battle like the whole the whole oh area gets like just ruined <laughs> they, they should have just paid i mean or, or just something because now there's much more damage <laughs> yeah much more damage. oh my gosh the police get involved. He's moving around all kinds of stuff. Cars. He's moving out. He's, mo he's he's doing all sorts of his powers. He he creates like a dam, uh, like a blockade. Oh my gosh, this blockade is like made of cars and all kinds of big stuff that you can't move. 
but yeah, basically he he basically wins the affection of his daughter through fighting her battle. Because usually he's the lazy guy. He wouldn't get involved in anything. But now he sees a, a reason to step up and help his daughter. So their bond kind of builds, you know. And, uh, yeah, he basically, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to say what happens at the end, but there's a big battle. And uh, okay. yeah, I won't say who wins or loses, but, yeah, it's just, it's just really weird to see his telekinetic powers come to life and this kind of clown using powers that are almost like godly doesn't know what to do with them, but you oh find a good cause. So yeah, interesting yeah. film, bit, a bit funny. It's on, it's on Netflix actually. So you can catch it on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, that was Psycho about to say it's on Netflix. Yeah. Psycho Kinesis 2018. So yeah, give it a watch. Give it a watch. And it's directed by the guy who directed Train to Busan. Oh, is it? Yeah. So yeah. So he made Train to Busan. Yes, so that was 2016. Right, and this. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And this one, 2018. So yeah, folks, go check it out. Um, uh, uh, Psychokinesis uh, out on Netflix. So listen, look, we've given you loads of movies to kind of think about. Yes. Go back and and pick any, like pick, pick you know, pick some of these movies. Go watch them out. You can watch a lot of stuff on Netflix at the moment. So um, yeah, yeah, get your sci-fi fill and uh, let us know what you think. Now, you know what? This week we've got our, our prize has come back. Oh, so sorry, if, our yes, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, our prize has come back. So right to the end, we are now introducing or reintroducing our giveaway prize, which is to watch a movie of your choice. Uh, cinemas are closed, so now we've got the uh, great services of Rakuten. Rakuten is a, a home uh, on-demand service. You can watch, you can rent a movie, and the, the movie lasts for two days. You can watch it as many times as you like. But in order to win this code uh you just need to uh basically make a comment positive comment hopefully <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically you've got to be a follower of, of us on instagram and make a comment yep. on itunes and just obviously say how much you like the show or something you like about it or anything basically make a comment on itunes and uh yes and then we will send you that code and yeah, enjoy the movie. Nice. Uh, you know what? This is going to be great. Um, I wonder what movie you're going to choose. So listen, whatever movie you choose, let us know about it and uh, keep in touch with us. This is going to be great. So Deval, I think that's about all we've got time yep. for. So um, that's it. It's goodbye from me. Peace out, guys. See you next time. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Just pop in the Flixsters podcast.